This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. yeah, Philly, Bird Gang, yeah, they got enemies, got a lot of enemies, everybody hating on that Bird Gang energy, they trying to take the wave that we on, check it and respect it, bruh, sports and John, ooh wee, yeah, we got that loud pipe, this that show, all Bird Gangs alike, Gail, E-Rock, Evan, the homie Mike. Ain't no show keeping up in sight. Good question, Yeah. Man. When you watching them birds play, birds. thoughts go through your mind about some misplays. Backstage politics, right. who's next on the trade block? Man. Tune in to 4th and John, get your answers, bruh. If you be in the city, just know that we get busy. Time there's a whole game tailgate. We live cheering on them birds, uh, singing that fight song. E-A-G-L-E-S, we on, look. We from Philly. If you don't know, we run these streets the same way the birds run that NFC East. Giants is weak, skins is trash, Cowboys every season whoop that ass. It ain't no competition, we here for those who listen. Want nothing but the facts, that ego coalition. We could give two fucks about your trash ass team. Our concern is about that black, that white, that midnight green. The feathers on the helmet, bruh, our hearts indebted. Fly, Eagles, fly, what it's about, bruh, I said it, look up. But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? Falcons break from the hollow. Goes wide right. Where is Julio? Sandu in the slot. Lone receiver to the left. Ryan with Coleman to his left. Ryan rolls. Ryan pumps. Ryan is throwing it up in the air. Incomplete! Incomplete! And Taylor for Jones. Incomplete! And the Eagles take over on downs with 58 seconds left. What an unbelievable. from the beautiful new media studios right outside of Philadelphia. Welcome to the 4th and John NFC Championship Game Show. Yes, sir. Boys and girls, we are 60 football 
minutes away from the big dance. I'll say it again, 60 football minutes away from the big dance. And hey, what did we say last week? We're going to take it one game at a time. But what an unbelievable journey we've been on as Eagles fans. Week one, winning against the Washington Redskins, getting that monkey off of our back. And then week two against Kansas City. Ooh, Dougie, 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 what are you doing? Oh, I don't, I, I don't know. Are we going to see a replay of next year? And then beating the Giants on a 61-yard field goal, having a nine-game winning streak, and then going to Seattle. Ooh, I don't know if we can play these tough teams. I don't know if we can play these playoff caliber teams. And then with a chip on their shoulder, going and taking over Los Angeles and beating the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, no. But Carson goes down. Carson goes down. Our hopes and dreams and our stunt and our hearts just sink down to the floor. Nikki Foles comes in. They beat the New York Giants. But that defense, oh, I don't know about that defense. The Oakland Raider game on Christmas. Oh, I don't know about this. And then a meaningless game against the Dallas Cowboys. Ugh, you get the bye week. And then what happens? What did I say last week? You take it one game at a time. And now we are knocking on the door of the Super Bowl, but we are going to take it one game at a time. Control the things that we can control, all right? And catch some lucky breaks with some things that we can't control. Bringing in the Falcons was one of those lucky breaks that we got. And I firmly believe that we dodged the bullet by not playing the New Orleans Saints because we are not built to get in a shootout with a quarterback like Drew Brees. We have such a better matchup against a team like the Minnesota Vikings. Because this is going to be a pound-for-pound heavyweight fight. This is not going to be Muhammad Ali, a lot of finesse, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. No, this is, this is what's called a slabanaka. All right, this is going to be a heavyweight bit fight, a slabanaka. S-L-O-B-A-H-K-N-O-C-K-A-H, slabanaka. And we are on the cusp of going to the Super Bowl. But let's take it once again, one game at a time. We all we got, we all we need. Mr. Gail Saunders, how are you feeling today, baby? Knowing that your team's one game away from the big dance. I'm feeling great, man. As I sit here, uh, the Kelly Green wearing Eagles fan that I am, uh, just sitting back and thinking about this whole season, and then it, you know when this team was eight and one, you know I, I was I wasn't I wasn't afraid to say it with my fucking chest that this was a Super Bowl caliber team, and I, I meant it. I had that gut feeling. I still have that gut feeling. Mm. We were sitting here distraught when when Carson went down. Yes, sir. Uh, we we were talking about the plans and what what you know what what are we gonna do? Uh, and, and Carson and, and Nick Foles. And we talked about a serviceable Nick Foles, a good defense, and running the ball. You know, we could win some football games. Nick Foles has won three, three games in a quarter for this football team. Yes, sir. I mean, it, it's amazing. I mean, Nick Foles is our quarterback, and we're actually we actually have a shot to win the Super Bowl <laughs> you know with I mean? Nick Foles. With Nick Foles. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm, I'm asking, you, do, do you believe? that this team is going to win, win a Super Bowl. I mean, do you guys believe that this coaching staff can scheme up one more game 
to win this win this game and go to the Super Bowl? And do you guys believe in Nick Foles? Everything in my gut. Like, look, look, look I, we're fans. We're, that's all we are is fans. So there's a little bit of homerism already placed within this show. So it's easy for me to sit here and say, we're going to pick the Eagles. All right? But everything inside of my gut, my football gut, tells me that this is the Eagles game to win. Because you take a look at what the Minnesota Vikings did on that last-minute play. What an unbelievable play by them. Good for them. That'll go down as one of the most memorable playoff games, most memorable playoff plays in all of history. People will be talking about it for decades. But speaking about another play that happened that we've been talking about, well, for just about a decade, I can remember once upon a time the Philadelphia Eagles playing in a divisional playoff game uh, against a... uh, Another Hall of Fame quarterback. What was his name? Uh, uh, Brett. Uh, yeah, 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 Brett. And uh, I think it was late in the game, and the Eagles were behind. And um, I forget what down it was. I forget what down it was. Four. Oh, oh, it was, it, it was fourth down. And if I remember correctly, they had a, a far re- way to go. Yeah, there was a long ways to go. How many yards exactly? Two six. A two six. Twenty. Fourth and twenty. Too fucking easy. And we made it. All right. <laughs> now take now take that four take that fourth and twenty six game and multiply it by five. That's exactly what the Minnesota Vikings just did. So they just had their miraculous moment of the season. Now the Philadelphia Eagles, if you remember correctly, after going uh, and beating the Green Bay Packers in the divisional round, lost to the Panthers All right, in the NFC Championship game. As soon as that play happened, I'm looking at the Vikings going, look who blew their load a little too fucking early. Because we talked about this in this show during that run of nine games. Are the Eagles peaking at the wrong time? Are they peaking too early? Because that happens in the NFL all the time. Well, it turns out they lose against the Seattle Seahawks. They go in with a chip on the shoulder and beat a good team. It's amazing what will, do, what will happen when people start doubting this team. And then Carson goes down. And then people start doubting them again. They look at the Giants game. Yeah, Nick Foles had four touchdowns. That defense looks like shit. And then they go against the Raiders. Nick Foles looks terrible. Doubt, doubt, doubt. For I, I sincerely hope that the national pundits out there, all the talking heads, all the analysts don't say a goddamn good thing about the Philadelphia Eagles. Skip Bayless, do not use the word Eagles and win in the same fucking sentence. I don't want to hear you nothing but shitting on the Eagles. Same thing goes for anybody else out there. You know why? Because it puts a little chip on their shoulder. And it's amazing what this team will do when they have a little chip on the shoulders. Again, everything inside of my football gut from the things that are happening on the field and off the field tells me that this is the Eagles game to win. Working the social media is our boy Philly Mike. Philly, how you doing? Yo, Saturday was unbelievable. The tailgate, the tailgate was top notch, probably one of the best tailgates we've had by far. Me and Lacey, Chad, and my girlfriend Amber, we were trying to go to Xfinity. We went in by what, 2.30? We couldn't even get in. The line was ridiculous. So we literally had to watch the game, stream it through Chad's phone in Lacey's car to watch the game. <laughs> it was that ridiculous. Um, but overall, it was unbelievable atmosphere. Thank you for everybody that showed up to the tailgate as well. Yes, and unbelievable time. The, the tailgate for this coming week, though, guys, 
Ooh. NFC Championship, fourth and drawn tailgate at home. Yeah, I mean, a lot of mercy. A lot of mercy. You could not ask for a better situation tailgating wise than the NFC Championship game. You don't you don't host the Super Bowl in Minnesota. Don't get your fucking hopes up, by the way. You don't host the Super Bowl and have a tailgate in your own stadium. This is going to be the biggest, the rowdiest, the most unbelievable tailgate. Lord only knows what's going to happen because we Jager bombs. Oh, it's it, 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 it's going to be off the hook. Baptisms. I mean, when you when you've got Good Morning Football at the tailgate, and then Monday morning talking about it like this. Okay, you guys want to see something? I survived the F1 parking lot. You ever been to the F1 no, parking no, lot? What is that? Show the picture. Let me. This is this is how they get down. That is the the yeah. Pope or something like that, and a Wentz jersey. So what do they say? They get up there on the on the holy ladder. That's <laughs> by the way, it's called the Fourth and John. Is their their party group? They get up there and they say to Howie and Doug and the ginger Jesus Carson Wentz, drink, drink, and they all do shots. And they're trying to get me to do it. I'm like, I'm not going on the holy ladder. I love you guys, but I can't do it. And he wanted to. He wanted to. I'm walking. I'm walking in the parking lot, and I bump into Kyle Brandt, and I'm like, "Dude, yo, thank you for that rant. You were bringing the heat this week." He's like, uh, "Dude, uh, you know where the Fourth and John tailgate is?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "What? I'm, I'm, we are Fourth and John right over here." He's like, "I, I, I was on Twitter, and everyone was asking me. Uh, you know, I was asking where to go for the tailgate, and everybody was telling him Fourth and John. And, and he just amazing. showed up amazing. with his brother and his bro. They had a couple beers, watched the baptism." Watch a Cowboys baptism, by the way. There was a guy wearing a Cowboys jersey. Now, this was punishment for a fantasy football. He lost his fantasy football league. But we exercised the demons, and he was allowed to take off the jersey after the baptism. By the way, I need to find a new cane because that jersey actually broke. broke. I don't know if you saw the video of that. That broke. I need to find a new, uh, like, holy stuff. Did you get that at the masquerade place over there? No, but I stopped there today. We'll talk about it. We'll, we're we're, we're going get, to get, get into the whole dog mask thing. Joining us in studio, very special guest and a veteran of said fourth and John tailgate, Mr. Classic Jeff, how are you today, sir? I'm flying. I'm on cloud nine. I got to tell you, I, I want to talk about just real quick what I wrote after Wentz went down because I know we all had that moment, that moment of doubt right there. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. I, and, I'm, and I'm flying home and I'm sitting on the plane and, and it, we're exhausted. We all left it there in L.A., and I figured I had to write something. So I wrote down, there's a quote that we all know from Shawshank Redemption said by Andy Dufresne. Remember, Red, hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things, and no good thing ever dies. And right now, every Eagles fan needs to be reminded that despite all the adversity we face this season, we still have hope. And that was it. We still had hope. And yes, like you did. said, Foles came yes. in. I love it. I love it. It's everything. It's every doubt. It's every person outside of here that says you can't do it. It's Lane Johnson at the end of the game when they won, putting on that dog mask. And now we're going to continue to embrace that role. And, oh, by the way, I don't know if you guys know this, but it was already tweeted out by Bovada that if the Eagles win this, uh, this Sunday to the Jacksonville Jaguars, we are a three-and-a-half-point underdog in the Super Bowl. Good. To the New England Patriots, we are a minimum seven-point underdog. Good. Now, I, I, I don't want to hear anything other than – because we saw when this team was feeling themselves and we saw how it came to bit him, bite them in the ass no, – no pun intended with the dogs, but it bit them in the ass <laughs> when they went out and, and played Seattle. I want this team feeling disrespected. I want this team I, – I said it on an earlier show, and I can't even remember when, 
But it was, we've seen this team play with swagger. We've seen this team play with confidence. I want to see what happens when this team plays angry. And so far in the playoffs, in that divisional round, you can't tell me that that defense didn't come out playing angry. And getting back to the Minnesota point, I mean, listen, the, uh, the Vikings there, they had everything break right for them. The Philadelphia Eagles had to earn that victory. They made mistakes. Whether it's a Jai fumbling, or I believe there was a fumble on the punt, stuff like that, yep. missed opportunity. Elliott misses a uh, extra point. They they things didn't necessarily. Oh, and that freaking Fugazi uh, helmet, oh, the, the helmet, yeah, the oh, hit in the end zone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was terrible. But they had everything breaking kind of wrong for them, and they still found a way to fight. Which good teams do. Which yeah. good you, teams you, do. And one thing that, that excited me the most is you know Fletcher Cox. Everyone knows that he got all that money, and, and we're talking about X factors last week. Yes, sir. Fletcher Cox, man, he came up big. Uh-huh. He showed you why he gets that money. So the, those people who were questioning him about OTAs back in the day or how much money he made, he showed you every piece worth every penny. 100%. Fletcher Cox, he, he balled out, man. Fletcher Cox, 90% of the snaps on Saturday. Yeah, he needs to be in there. But, but the, Jernigan, all those guys, all the front liners. The attitude of this team. I mean, couldn't be in a better place. They're not feeling themselves. They're not sniffing themselves. Whether it be the we all we got, we all we need chant. Whether it be, you know, Doug Peterson in his press conference referencing it. Evan, go ahead. And then we all season. When did Carson go down? Week 14, December 10th. Okay, since that point, no one's given us a chance. Damn it. Nobody has given us a chance. And, and I understand Carson's a great player. But every week, our guys are hearing the same thing, that now we're all of a sudden not good enough. You know, we're 13-3. and three. We have the best record in football. We're, you know, home field advantage throughout. Listen, there's not a lot of, I mean, the guys are going to motivate themselves just based on what they've done for them and heard for the last month of, of football, you know. Um, listen, it really doesn't matter what you guys talk about because that locker room in there is you. <coughs> And I'll go to bat for every one of those guys, and I'll go to war with every one of those guys in that dressing room. What a mindset. What a mindset to have in the playoffs. We all we got, we all we need. The underdog. Uh, Doug Peterson, by, by the way, the whole underdog thing, everybody loves an inside joke. A lot of this show is based around the inside joke, and either you're in on it or you're, or you're not. And if you're not in on it, you'll want to be in on gotta it. Got to read it on the Slack channel. <laughs> Trust me, we'll, we'll get there. We will certainly get there. But uh, you know that—that's the type. That—that—that—that that, that, that is a mindset, a mindset that you need in the playoffs when it's you versus the world. And that inside joke. I love the fact that Lincoln Financial Field. You know, after your boy kind of tweeted it out there. But I love the fact that Lincoln Financial Field and the Eagles were like, you want to wear the dog mask inside the stadium? We have a no mask policy, but you go right on ahead. Because it's for us. Mm-hmm. It's for us. It's not for anybody else. It's our little inside joke, and it's basically us sticking our middle fingers up to the rest of the NFL community and the rest of the world and the rest of the talking heads going, listen, we'll be just fine. We'll be just fine as the underdogs because this is the city that invented the underdog. And you want to talk about home field advantage? Here's a couple nuggets right here. The past four seasons, the home teams in the conference championship games, they've been a no. 
in the past 40 games, the record is 20 wins, 12 losses, or 12 losses. That's home field advantage and conference championships are huge. Yes. And you better hope the Eagles take full advantage. Like even with the defense, here's also another nugget. Since 2016, the Eagles defense at home, they have their number one in allowing points per game, number two in causing turnovers, and allow the third worst quarterback rating by any quarterback that faces us at our at the link. Unreal. As long as the defense comes to play, I don't see how we lose. Love it. Love it. Next up is our boy. I think we're going to call him Hollywood from here on in. <laughs> I understand. It's Hollywood, it's Hollywood Evan. How are you today, sir? Just uh, tweet me your addresses, and I could just send the autographs right to you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about thing. Uh, Speaking uh, lines. <laughs> on the football fanatic. Um, so uh, this is the first tailgate I've been able to make it down to in a long time. You guys know I'm not able to make it that often, but it was absolutely electric. Like, the atmosphere down there was just unreal. There's nothing better than just getting to meet everybody that you talk to on Twitter and everything. Just... You know, drinking with everybody, having a good time. As far as the game's concerned, uh, that was a gritty freaking game, man. Yes, that, sir. That, that first half really had me on the edge of my seat and just feeling nervous. But uh, we were seeing the same thing that we've been seeing all season with this is Doug Peterson's halftime adjustments. This dude comes out, lights a fire under his team's ass at halftime, and they come out a completely different team. Uh, now, with the Eagles and everybody talking about us being underdogs and things like this, wouldn't it be the most Philadelphia thing this, this is the most unconventional route to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You never would have expected it. So always expect the unexpected. Just when we think that we were, that we were out for the season, Wentz goes down, just we, we get there in the most unexpected fashion. If Foles and Bortles can be in the Super Bowl, we have a serious chance of winning the goddamn Super Bowl. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. Nick Foles has been able yeah. to avoid the fatal mistakes and uh, turning the ball over. He's put the ball on the ground a few times, but he's been able to get it back. Um, the one thing that I really need to see more of, and I know he's capable, is Alshon Jeffrey, though. They started, yep. they started to go to him, and he was getting hot, and then they went away from him. I don't understand why they do that. They do that with the running backs, too. But I want to see more out of our impact players. Well, it, it, it certainly is a – the timing of his plays, too, was certainly appropriate. And it brought back kind of memories of that New York Giants game where they marched down the field using Alshon Jeffrey in the most crucial time in order to, to, to get the lead. Uh, Alshon, listen, at this point, the chemistry between him and Nick Foles is going to be hard to really develop any further than it is. But as long as he can make those couple plays, those couple cut clutch catches, especially using play action, which you know they're going to run the rock, you know they're going to do it, that'll be certainly beneficial. Yeah, I was just going to say, thinking about, about Jeffrey, that was twice this season that he did that. He caught the ball, one second left, stepped yeah. out of bounds. He caught it on the Jake Elliott 61-yard field goal from Wentz. He caught that huge pass. And then on the play on, uh, on third down there, going into the halftime, the exact same play, they ran it two times in a row. If you, if you look, I think it was uh, Fran Duffy had tweeted it out, and he broke down an analysis. They ran a levels play back-to-back times. First one, Foles threw it out of bounds over the head of Jeffrey. Second time, Jeffrey undercut his route to cut in front of the defender, ended up catching the ball, going out of bounds with, with one second left. And then the magic man, Jake Elliott, can't kick a ball 15 yards for an extra point. But, you know, the guy, the guy continues to set records. I'm sure you guys know his 53-yarder was a rookie record by a kicker uh, in the NFL playoffs. So, again, it's, it's just everybody on the team is making plays at the right time. And, you know, kind of last quick point here, what I loved is – 
the guys that made mistakes early on in the game, so Jay Ajayi with the costly fumble early on, Doug went right back to him. Uh, Brayman on the on the punt where the ball hit him, whether it hit uh, Rasul Douglas or not, uh, you know he was the guy that came back and actually uh, was the catalyst for getting that field goal because he was able to tip the ball on the blocked punt that got us the good field position. Uh, Darby missing a, a big tackle on Muhammad Sin- or on uh, on um, uh, God the other receiver. Julio. Sorry, Julio. On, uh, on no not Julio on Sanu. It was Sanu where where Sanu broke the tackle. Uh, uh, then the very next play, they tried to run a wide receiver screen to Taylor Gabriel. Uh, he tackles Gabriel for a six-yard loss. So uh, credit to the coaches for, for sticking with everyone there. Uh, you credit to the coaches for, for sticking with everyone there. But it, it was just an awesome game all around. Love it, love it. And next up is our official uh, college credited intern. It our is first. Lazy. Our first. Our Lacey's first. here. Stop. Lacey, how you doing, darling? I'm good. Thank how you for are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for stopping in studio and uh, doing all the show prep work for, for us. <laughs> the As, quick work. How are you feeling now that your Eagles are on to the NFC Championship game? Um, honestly, I feel kind of speechless. Yeah. I don't really know how to feel. Like I think during the season, this is the first time, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, and I might get heat for it, but I feel like this season was the first season that I've ever felt like I wasn't bored there yeah, were no, I, I feel you i feel you there were some times in the last few years where i just feel like everything kind of just slowed yeah towards the end of the season and then i just look back at this season and i can't remember a time where i was ever bored no you think about all the likable players on this team as I well really their back like, stories, it's unbelievable you know the the family atmosphere too like i look at this team and i think oh my god like they're brothers you know what i mean like they're just this the bond is just so strong I can't. I was listening to uh, the radio before I got here, and uh, some some guy was calling in, and he said his daughter uh, babysits for one of the Eagles players, and like t- she was there one night, and like twelve players just rolled in, and they're all just like <laughs> hanging out at the house, <laughs> and, she, and she's like, they, these guys really like each other and hang out like they're brothers. So that's that's kind of that's kind of funny though. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that, well, thank thank you for stopping in. We certainly appreciate it. And, and uh, congratulations on on your official Thanks. internship. That, that, there you that go. Is awesome. We're gonna get to the phones in a minute. The number to call in is two one five five one five two nine two four. And I would ask uh, all the callers that are on hold right now, just stand by real quick, because I I I I feel the need to address something real quick and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because quite frankly I don't want to waste my time talking about gossip girl bullshit or any other podcast or anything like that but your boy was a uh was a subject uh on the crossing broad uh broadcast last week and uh for those of you who don't know who crossing broad is I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you do who the but- fuck is this asshole no, 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 no. We're not, we're, we're not doing it. No sound bites, no nothing. Everybody just, just, just let me get through this real quick. Uh, for those of you who don't know Crossing Broad, I'm sure that you do. They're one, they're one of the, uh, the largest independent sports blog. In fact, I think they were the original independent sports blog. And they have themselves a podcast featuring Kyle Scott, who is the founder of said website, um, I apologize because I don't have it written down. They have a gentleman from New York who has a raspy voice and uh, drops the occasional F-bomb, which sitting in this seat behind this microphone, I can appreciate. 
And then they have a gentleman by the name of Joy on Broad on that podcast. And for whatever reason, Mr. Joy on Broad doesn't like me, my brand of social media, and how I go about the, my business. And he took his shots on the, on the podcast. He started the, the show by doing a little E-Rock impression. Joy on Broad. Look at you getting upset that one of E-Rock's videos went somewhat quasi, not really, but sort of viral. Joy on Broad. Look at you reading the comments, taking time out of your day to reading the responses and being upset that the majority of them were overwhelmingly positive. Joy on Broad. Look at you. Telling E-Rock to tuck his shirt in. Joy on Broad, look at you, looking at me. Now again, I don't want to dive too deep into this because I don't feel like my base likes this type of gossipy stuff. And I don't want to talk negatively about another podcast or, or what I would consider one of our peers. But I will say this about this particular podcast. In my brand of social media, which has been extended to here to 4th and John, I have a, what I would call a play nice in the sandbox policy, which means that we not only uh, collaborate with all the rest of the podcasts yep. and brands out there, but we go out of our way to support them. I have a great working relationship. You see, you see this, this, this giant thing that we think about that is Philadelphia sports media, in reality, is kind of a small community. Small fishbowl. It, 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 it is a small fishbowl. So I have great working relationships with some of the bigger identities like NBC Sports Philadelphia. I was just on the 700 level show before I came here, working with Mark Farzetta. We've done things for them in the past. It's a great working relationship. I have a great working relationship with 97.5 The Fanatic. Some of the on-air hosts have been in this studio, like, like the bro, uh -huh. yep. like Natalie Aganoff, sat here and spent their time here with Forth and John. I have a great working relationship with Mertitis and Mays, so on and so Brace. forth. Philly influencer. I have a great working relationship with 94WIP. Some of their hosts there. Um, Spike knows who he is, knows who I am. I don't know if he likes me or not, but Ike Reese I got a great working relationship with. And, and even when we, Gail and I were out in California, uh, the WIP morning show was there. Rhea Hughes comes up to me and shakes my hand and goes, E-Rock, I love what you do on Twitter, man. You crack me up. I didn't even know the morning show even know who I was. But apparently I got a relationship with them as well. I have a working relationship with all the little smaller independent blogs as well. Our friends over at BGN Radio. I mean, John Barchard, incredibly talented, was more talented on the microphone before he even got picked up professionally than most people were doing it for 10 years prior to that. He is a pro's pro. James Seltzer. I mean, him and I, I don't even need to say, he already knows how I feel about him. Him and I came up at the same time. In the same place. Guys like Teron Davenport have been on this show. Great analytical mind. Has forgotten more X's and O's than I'll ever know in my lifetime. Gail, you just mentioned the boys over at phillyinfluencer.com. Sean Brace. Adrian Fedku has been in here multiple times in, in studio. Mm -hmm. uh, Tony, who I haven't had the opportunity to work with, but he gave us a shout out on their last podcast. And I know that opportunity is going to come and I look forward to it. The Tony Bruno, Bruno Show. We've, uh, we went to their Christmas thing. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the show support. 
And there was once upon a time here at New Media Studios when I was taking a tour of the studios that I came into this in here. It's our first day, right? Yeah, and, and it showed support to the Crossing broadcast. So in this with this show and in this studio, we are going to play nice in the sandbox because it is far easier and mutually beneficial to make friends instead of enemies. Second point I want to touch on before we move on. This show is a group of fans. That's it. That's all we are. Those of you who are dedicated listeners to this show already know this, but perhaps people who are tuning in for the first time, this is new to you, so I'm going to break it down. We're just, we're just fans. Like, we're, we're a group of guys who hung out, talked football, tailgated with each other, and decided, why don't we put this, you know, this football and dick jokes on the air? <laughs> might, might be entertaining. Gail and I have known each other since uh, the training camp at Lehigh. Mike was a fellow YouTuber. Evan fucking showed up one day. We still haven't gotten rid of him, and now he's, sta <laughs> now he's stealing airtime on, 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 on the football fanatic. You will notice that there's no advertising on this show. We don't do reads. We don't have sponsors. Not that we haven't had offers. Justin has offered me to do reads and sponsorships before, but we've turned it down. I don't know. It's just not our style because at the end of the day, we don't measure our listening audience by dollars and cents. We don't interpret clicks and downloads into dollars and cents. This is a nonprofit generating hobby. That's all it is. So to Jay on Broad, don't be mad, bro. Your listening audience, your core, core audience, which is, as you put it, is the working class nine to five Philly sports fan who doesn't live and die by every score or every play, which I think you're selling your base a little bit short because inherently being a Philadelphia sports fan means you're, you don't fit that, you know, fair weather type of description. Your base is not going anywhere. So I wish you the best of success with your crossing broad and your website and your podcast. Don't be mad, bro. We are doing just fine here at 4th and John. And your boy E-Rock, look at you. You're doing just fine, baby. You're doing just fine. Before we get to the phones, does anybody else have anything that they would like to add? About... Exactly. Moving on to the phone calls. First phone. First, Excuse me. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. It's only call. I do actually. Okay. Uh, so I got a. I got a. I got a phone call this afternoon from the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, do tell. Oh. The Philadelphia Eagles have asked one classic Jeff if he would help represent the team and help hold. The Eagles banner yeah. on the field. Good job, man. Before the yeah. NFC Championship game on Sunday. Good job, my friend. Good job. So if I can somehow sneak a dog mess down there and they yes, allow sir. it, guys. <laughs> I love it. I'll see I what I can it. do. Joe from Nazareth, you are on first with fourth and John. How are you doing, Joe? What up? What's what? happening? And gal. Don't forget the girl. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh. <laughs> Oh my God! That game was crazy. That that game was crazy. I'm, I, 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 I'm I'm so fucking ready to kick them Vikings ass after what I just heard about the coach telling all his little Minnesota dipshit Viking fans to come to Philly. I said, uh uh, no way, uh uh. 
not in our house, bitch. No, no, not not certainly not in our house. And it and it almost kind of made me laugh when I heard that Vikings fans were planning to take over Lincoln Financial Field. Bitch, Eagles fans can't get tickets to the fucking <laughs> Eagles game. Did, did you try this morning? I, I had I had cell phone, computer, I, I had another I, phone. I heard I, a Green Legion was tweeting out. Again, somebody we play nice in the sandbox with, Green Legion, they said they hadn't heard of anybody being able to get through. I didn't know one person that got through, and I think even for the game last week, uh, I think I know about 10 different people. So, so get, and, get ready to drop and, some dollars, the, the thing that people don't know, there's only there's only a couple thousand tickets, period, that aren't season period. tickets anyway. Yes. So you're talking about a couple thousand seats for a fan base that has a 10-year-plus season ticket waiting list, you're not going to... Buy another one, you rich motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and, and, and I hate to break the news to the people who, who, who are trying to buy tickets and, and don't necessarily know exactly how it works. The, the, the season ticket holders, they already have their ticket. They already paid for it, so that's already on lockdown. And if yep. you think about the bulk of the seats, okay, that, that takes up, a, 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 a what would you say, Jeff, at least half of the stadium? No, the season ticket holders, if you're talking about there's 63,000 seats and there's only 3,000 left, I mean, that's well over 95% of the seats are gone. Uh, Yeah, and okay, so the season ticket holders take up the majority of it. Yep. Then you have comps for the employees. Like, like for instance, when Gail and I sit down in 115, that is a comp from an Eagles employee, my old producer down at Eagles Television Network. Players get access uh, as well to tickets. So the reality of the situation is you only, there's only X amount of tickets available. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Send all their uh, their purple people with their blonde braids over to Lincoln Financial Field to do what? Put them in a fucking bedroom. Exactly. (laughs) We're the ones. We invented taking over stadiums. You don't take over to Link. For as long as I can remember being a season ticket holder at Veterans Stadium or Lincoln Financial Field, there was not one time where an opposing fan base took over a stadium. I'm talking, and I'm talking well-traveled teams. Dallas. Oakland. Oakland. The Steelers. Fucking, you know. Yeah, those well-traveled fans. Minnesota, don't even fucking try it. Don't you know we're going to come over here and steal your thunder? Oh, don't, don't you know? <laughs> yeah, we're going to we're going to go to Lincoln Financial Field, eh, and we're going to we're going to take over that stadium. Yeah, we're going to send the muscle guy with the painted face and the dude in his spandex. Yeah, we're going to we're going to take over. I mean, yeah. met that dude outside the parking lot. He says, "I love Carson before you did." Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Next next up, we have Darius calling all the way from California, our friend Big Darius. And he is seven foot tall. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> How's it going, guys? How's everybody doing? Good. How are you, sir? Man, all right. So, um, look, I just really got to give credit to, I mean, the culture change in Philadelphia, like the past two years, how it is in Philadelphia in particular, just just playing up the link, the fans bringing it as well, and the fact that it's really not recognized, and it should be recognized a lot more because, you know, you hear a lot of the media, they're, they're very quick to bring up the old Santa Claus again, the whole Santa Claus incident, but they're not bringing up what we bring to Philadelphia and what we've been bringing the past couple of years here in, here in Philadelphia. It's a scary fucking place to play. Yes. Teams get their ass kicked. This defense thrives off playing at home as well. And it's more so like asking you, the fans that are at the game pretty much every week, like how do you guys feel that 
you know, they, they praised the bandwagon post man that came in Seattle in 2012 and 2013, but yet they don't really want to recognize us, the ones that come in and then bring it every single week, you know? Say it with your chest! Yeah, I mean, it, it really is the fans that make up, like, like the NFC Championship game. I'm sorry, Derek, we're going to have to let you, there, there's, a, there's a lot of background noise in there, and we can barely hear you, but we certainly do appreciate you calling in and, and all the way from California. And I look forward to seeing you again, my friend. I know you were there for the home opener and you were there out in L.A. We look forward to seeing you again. If you haven't, uh, if you don't know who Darius is, please check out his, uh, his YouTube page. He's a pretty good YouTube blogger there. I mean, it really is the fans. Like, during that game, that fourth quarter, holy shit, does it get, did it get loud in here, in there. And I haven't heard the link that loud especially with a playoff atmosphere, in quite some time. Yeah, I was going to say, I and I was at the 4th and 26 game, and I was in the end zone right behind McNabb when he completed the pass. But I wasn't there for, for the last big game against Atlanta, so, so you guys were there. So w- which was louder? Was it, was it this Saturday against Atlanta, or was it when we finally got over the hump, we won the NFC Championship, and we knew we were going to the Super Bowl? Oh, man. Uh... I'm trying. I'm trying to not remember because I vividly remember the NFC Championship game versus the Falcons. But I'll be honest, there was a, there was it was emotional. There was a lot of there was a lot of tears shed. I remember, God, I was with my grandfather, and 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 uh, I don't know if I've ever referenced my grandfather here on uh, on this show, but it, he was basically the original Eagles fan in my family. He grew up in Trenton, New Jersey, and would go to Franklin Field. I mean, during the days where you could just roll over and say, hey, honey, you want to go to the game today? Roll down to Franklin Field and pay like 25 cents to the box office Mm -hmm. and get into the game. That's kind of how our family became uh, Eagles fans and and, and football fans. But I remember him there, and he was battling cancer at the time. And uh, so it was just overall a real emotional day. I remember Chad Lewis, you know, Mm toe-tapping in the corner of the end zone. And at that point, the game was a lock. It was iced. And and I remember looking up in in the, at the, at the sky and just, just crying, like, like, like just, just sobbing like a bit. So I can't, I can't necessarily, my, my memory of that's a little foggy from all, from all that emotion. But I mean, loud wise, God damn. I, I even took a video of it. There was a commercial timeout. Yeah, where, no, where nothing was going on. You yeah. you know exactly what I'm talking about, Gail, because yeah. you were there. I was like, why is everyone, everyone's like screaming, but I'm like, it's not, the game's not on. Yeah, and it's it, it was like, a TV timeout, and I, ha- and I had to stop and take video, and I'm not even sure the video paid it proper due, yeah. because that place was absolutely rocking. Five, During five a, minutes straight. Five screaming, minutes straight. Screaming for no, no reason. <laughs> of nothing but screaming. You heard Al Michael. I mean, I watched, I got a Game Pass, which is awesome. I highly recommend it for anyone, but... I was listening to the broadcast or watching it again yesterday, and, and Al Michaels just said it is it is definitely loud in here, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you it, you lose a little bit on TV because obviously they got to cut down a little bit of that so you can still hear Collinsworth and and you can still hear Michaels. But my buddy at 19th and Porter in South Philly tells me he's like I could hear the stadium and I could hear the chants from my house, and, and that's like, how loud it was. It was he rabid. Said, he said yeah. I've never heard that before. Like you he said, it was just insanely loud usually on the lower level you're like actually ha- you have to stand the whole game to watch like yeah, when you sit up at the top you can actually you can sit down a little bit this <laughs> is the first this is the first time that i had to stand up the whole time in the upper levels because everyone was standing up the whole game tap show day 
my, my, my wife, Jackie, was with me, and, and, and she didn't grow up a football fan, but as any good wife does, she supports me and my rabid Eagles, <laughs> Eagles fandom. And she was at the game, at the tailgate. She went to the game, and she said afterwards, and perhaps it's because I'm used to going there and I'm kind of used to that type of environment. She goes, Eric, did, did you feel the ground beneath your feet shaking? And like I, I like I, I said, I don't partic- I, I don't particularly remember it, but she's like, dude, the, the ground was moving beneath my feet. On that, Jalen Mills actually referenced that. He said after that play, he felt the floor shake. Yeah, when yeah. he was on the field. I yeah. mean, you could feel the stadium moving on that fourth down, <laughs> at least in in the end zone. And that's that that fourth down play was coming to me. Yeah. That's my end zone, mm-hmm. um, section one thirty. I'm on the other side of that from where the the play went. But but you could feel it. I mean. It was it was loud. It was energetic, and I think it's going to be louder on Sunday. Oh yeah. I mean, it, oh, I mean, oh, I, yeah. I can I can hear it yeah. in 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 E's voice and Gail's voice, and uh, and I'm sure you guys can hear a little bit in my voice. There's still a little hint of scratch there. Oh, I lost my voice. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I was I was done going into the stadium, <laughs> doing all those beer bong baptisms. I, I I was done going into the stadium. But if you've never experienced an NFC Championship game, I promise you. Take what you saw during the divisional round, specifically that fourth quarter, multiply it by five and do it for all four quarters. It is going to be absolutely insane. Next up on the caller board is Sophia from Twitter. Sophia, darling, you Sophia. are on with Fourth and John. Darling, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing great. fantastic. Hi. Thanks for calling in. How pumped are you now that the Eagles are one game away from the Super Bowl? I'm so excited. I can't wait to see you guys on Sunday, first of all. Nice, nice. You coming to the tailgate? Yeah, I definitely need to come. I'm finally off, so I have to pay my homage and my respect. <laughs> <laughs> no but, respect. But are you going to get baptized? Are you going to get baptized? I think so. I think it's about that time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's about time for everybody. I, I've got to go to the liquor store. Usually I buy like three cases of beer, 330 packs for, the, for baptisms alone. Uh, I might have well, to buy... What's that, let honey? Let me know what you guys need. I'll, I'll bring whatever you guys need. Just let me know. Just bring the energy. We need yeah, a, we need yeah, a pallet it. of Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it might come to that. I've got I've got to buy at least you know five cases of, of beer just for baptisms. I think it's going to be. What do you buy? Bud beer. Light. And we have Billy plenty Dilly. of uh, Fireball as well. Fireball always makes it its way to the uh, tailgates. But you it, ain't kidding. But it, but it, but if you guys the Bud Light, the the drink Bud Light. But if you've never been to a Fourth and John tailgate, I, I get this question a lot in the DMs and Twitter and, 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 and <laughs> messages on Facebook and so on and so forth. Uh, the Fourth and John tailgate is free to attend. We supply the beer for the most part for the baptisms and stuff like that. If you're drinking anything other than Bud Light, Dilly Dilly, Scotch, or if you're yeah, if you like Classic <laughs> Jeff and you have a particular flavor that you like, certainly bring it. It's free. Just show up. Bring the energy. Bring your passion. That's all we ask. That's all we ask for at the 4th and John tailgate. Give me a score prediction for the game against the Minnesota Vikings, darling. I think we're going to crack the ass. What's that? I think we're going to crack the ass by at least 16, about 18. Well, listen, we are are certainly going to crack the ass. We're certainly going to crack the ass. Next up on the phone line is our boy DC Daryl, who was also at the tailgate. DC, what is happening, my brother? Not a mercy. How y'all doing, family? Good. How are you? First, first of all, thank you for the crab cakes. Good, Jimmy's good. famous seafood crab cakes is a tradition that you bring it up. And once again, we certainly do appreciate that, my friend. 
Well, you know the tradition. Every time I bring crab cakes, the Eagles win. Oh. oh. By any chance, I mean, not that I'm a man of superstition or anything, but. Uh... Are you coming up? I might make a special guest appearance. <laughs> yes. that, that sounds All good. Right. Dude, so, so, so how you feeling? But I will, how, tell, how, you, I will mm-hmm. tell you, though, like, Mike, I was with Mike in that line at Xfinity Live. That shit was ridiculous. Like, literally, we got in line, what time, Mike? Like, 3 o'clock, 2.30 or something? Dude, it was like 2.30. we in that line the whole time. Yeah, I didn't get out the line until about 4.20, maybe 10 minutes before, 10, 15 minutes before. And they shut down the line because they started fighting in the line. So we had to go to Chicken and Pete's and watch the game. Like, we literally made the Chicken, chicken and Pete's literally probably right after the kick, right after the kickoff. Oh, man. And made the whole game. Yeah, it apparently was there was like a real big bloodbath at the li- right after we left the line to show Lacey's car. Freaking, uh, there was apparently like a big fight going on at the line we were at, at Xfinity, before the game was starting. Is that is that the guy that punched the horse in the face? Did you say that? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, was, no, that wasn't him. That was the guy that got his face mauled by all the security at Xfinity. Line. <laughs> yeah, security at Xfinity doesn't, uh, certainly does not play at all. Um, what, do you, what do you think about this upcoming game? I'm not nervous. Like I'm, I'm usually anxious before the games, but I'm not really nervous. We got the matchup that we wanted. Like we're built for this. Like we, we, we can run the ball, and we play defense, and that's how you win in the playoffs. Run the ball, play defense. I don't honestly. The Minnesota fans were talking about taking over the state. Take over these nuts because you're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I don't think uh, Keenum has seen the pressure. <laughs> from this defensive line. This defense no. front is going to, like, really put it on them. And you, you saw the Saints' defensive line getting at them. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you saw them bringing the pressure. I mean, his passing rating, I mean, goes, drops down. When, he, when he's a pressured quarterback, mm, he's not the same. It's through the floor. It's like five points something. And, like. you know, they talk about his mobility. Yes, he's, he's mobile, but he is not Russell no, Wilson. Will. No, Carson You know what I mean? He – He's got a tendency to throw the ball off his back foot a lot, and he mm-hmm. doesn't. He's not a guy with a with a rocket arm. He's not a you know. He's not a Brady. He's not a big arm quarterback. So he's you know he's similar to Foles at the end of the day. You know he's not going to laser beam it in there. So if he's throwing the ball off his back foot, that's going to that's going to be a lot of potential for our secondary, which is more experienced uh, and, and I think better coached than the Saints secondary to get some turnovers and. And I think that's going to be the key to this game for us this time. Yeah, th- th- this might be the turnover battle game. Because if you're able to shut down the run game, you then force Case Keenum to be, uh, you know, to, to sling the rock. And with that pressure with that front four, now all of a sudden throwing off that back foot. And you saw a lot of, even, even those throws, even that miraculous last play. I mean, that was, that was a well-placed ball, but it was lofted up there. That's going to give the opportunities for Darby and Mills to get underneath it, force turnovers. I would not be shocked whatsoever with the crowd noise, the silent count that he's going to have to deal with, the fact that he's going up against the number one rush defense, the fact that he's going to have Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox and Timmy Jernigan and Long all up in his face all game, that he starts making some mental errors, chucking balls up that do not deserve to be placed where they're supposed to be placed, and all of a sudden this defensive backfield, including Malcolm Jenkins, eats. Am I right, Gail? Yeah, I mean, he has a guy named Mike Remmers who's going to go up against Fletcher Cox. I mean, that's the backup guard. Uh, So, I mean, the interior pressure that he's seen is not going to be like what he's going to see this week. And that's the the beautiful thing, man. I I, I really think 
you know, all the all the shit talking the media's been doing, it's been building. It's like steroids for this defense. They're like, I'm soaking it in. I'm doing the backstroke in it. So by the time Sunday comes around, they are ready to unleash. I'm so I feel gonna, sorry for Case Keenum. One might even say they're going to let the dogs out. Oh, God, do it. We're at next phone call up. We got Alexander from Wilmington. How are you doing today, sir? You were on with Fourth and John. Hey, how are you, Iraq? Good. I'm doing great, man. Juiced, man. Juiced for this game. Excited for the NFC Championship game. It's been a long time since I've been there and been able to see this type of game. Trust me, the energy is going to be off the chain. Another dog reference there for hey. you. Classic. Oh, oh, oh. How are you? How are you? Shut up, Hollywood, with the soundboard over there. How are you feeling about this game, my friend? I'm feeling very good, very confident. I don't think the Vikings can do anything to us. All right. All right. Uh, well said. <laughs> well said, my friend. You're not worried about their uh, defense in any shape or form? No, I'm not worried about it. Oh. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> give me, a, give me a score prediction for the game, sir. Uh, twenty-eight to fourteen, Philadelphia. I like that. Listen, if 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 the Eagles if if the Eagles score twenty-eight points, I'd again, I think this surprised. is going to be a, yeah. I think this is going to be a heavyweight fight. It's going to be. They, well, well the over under is thirty-eight points, so Vegas yeah. doesn't think we're putting up forty-two in the game. It's, I mean, it's, it's going to be a defensive battle right here. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like they have a great defense. Uh, the thing about the Vikings' defense is, you know, they're, they're really solid, but they don't get turnovers. Uh, th- this Eagles' defense creates turnovers and mm-hmm. scores touchdowns. They only have one offensive touchdown on the whole entire season by that defense. Uh, but Mike Zimmer is the real deal. Uh, that's a really top-notch quality uh, defensive-minded coach. Um, their defense. They don't really have that many weaknesses. And the biggest thing with them, like us, they rush four. And uh, defend the pass with seven. And they're defending the pass with seven against Nick Foles. So they're going to show a lot of looks. So it's it's really, you know, the screens, this running game is really going to have to bail this. This is going to be an absolute heavyweight fight. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you're paying attention to the game, I believe it's before the AFC Championship game yeah. is before the NFC Championship yeah. game. Yep. If uh, If you're an Eagles fan, root for the Jags. Root for the Jaguars because that is cut from the same cloth that the Minnesota Vikings are cut from. Strong running game, tough as nails defense, and you might see Eagles-Jags in the Super Bowl. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles Nick versus Foles. Nick Foles. Listen, I don't give a god, good golly damn about the fucking ratings. It could be the yeah, worst Super Bowl in history. All, all, all I need is one. It can be an absolute poop fest. All I need is one. And it kind, it's kind of reminiscent of that 08 Phillies. Yeah, the yeah. Devil Rays when they beat the Yankees. Yeah. 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 Listen, people are bitching about, oh, it's going to be, you know, if it is Eagles-Jaguars, it's going to be one of the lowest rating, rated games ever. Don't give a shit. Don't care. Mm-hmm. Because when the Phillies won the World Series, you saw how many people show up mm-hmm. on Broad Street after they won, how many people showed up to the parade. Yeah, in the end, that's all that matters. Next phone call up, oh, is my tailgate wife. I, I, I love her to death. Not your average hood rat is on with 4th and John. How you doing, honey? Hey, boys. What's I finally called in. I've been promising you guys I was going to call in all season. Now, have you, signed any, have you signed any autographs since you've been on the uh, Football Fanatic? Because <laughs> I, 
Not yet. Not yet. We can exchange autographs. It's a little, it's a little worrying. I'm sure your DMs are exploding right now, though. What's that? No, sweet? guess what? Um, I think I think everyone is. They get it now. No one's DMing me anymore. <laughs> it finally happened. Like everyone is so afraid to do it that they don't do it. It's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I, I want. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. No, uh, I, I just want. I want to say from all of us, mm-hmm. thank you guys. For everything you guys did this season, last season, these tailgates are absolutely insane. On everyone that comes, always talks about how welcome they feel, and it, it's phenomenal. What you guys do, like we can't thank you enough. No one else is doing anything like this. Well, I, no one's doing anything like this for the fans. Much know? love to you, Aaron. Much Great. love. Much, yeah. We've been there since the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And, and 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 we appreciate that. Going back to what this podcast is all about is bringing people together bringing eagles fans from coast to coast all walks of life doesn't matter your gender doesn't matter your race doesn't matter your age when you don those colors you are family and when you're family you're welcome to the fourth and john tailgate to partake in all the festivities and i certainly thank you for all the support you've given us as well as you know your tasty taco dips oh yes <laughs> yes i'm gonna cook for you. i'm gonna cook this weekend too i have no kids Awesome. So I'm going to cook for you guys. I'll be bringing tons of food down. And, of course, another fifth of blackberry brandy. So <laughs> everyone can thank me for those hangovers on Monday. You know, but everybody will be warm, and it'll be all good. Appreciate so, it, Aaron. Thank- looking forward to seeing you guys. Can't looking wait. forward to seeing you, too. Thanks so much. Uh, next up is Kyle from Delaware. Kyle, you are on with 4th and John. We're one game away, my friend. One game away. How you feeling? I'm excited. We we actually had a little chat over at Xfinity uh, on Friday. Oh wait, wait, I know, I know exactly who this is. <laughs> I know exactly who this is. This is the fan. If, if, if you've seen him on Twitter, you've seen him on Twitter. This is the Fan Friday man who, on Twitter, y'all blew up his spot. He was getting all those Fan Friday tickets. He basically had season tickets for two years, just going to two to. Years. Two years, my friend. Now, tell me the story. Uh, tell the story for everybody that you told me on how you would basically stalk the bus and uh, get all these fan, these Fan Friday tickets. Well, you know, every Friday before the home game, uh, they announced on Twitter the location. I took my little lunch break a little earlier, as expected, and uh, did a little stakeout. Uh, you know, as soon as I. <laughs> Notice the vehicle that always drives around where Swoop is going to be. I'm just going to be very close and give him that high five so I can get my tickets for the season. That was amazing. It, it, it was, it was a fun time. It was, it was basically two years where he had season tickets just by stalking Swoop. You're the, you're the, <laughs> you're the hashtag stalk Swoop, uh, Swoop stalker, man. I, I freaking love it. How excited are you that the Eagles are hosting the Minnesota Vikings, a team that they can 100% absolutely beat? And then that would take them on the way to the Super Bowl. How pumped up are you? Oh my God. I am ecstatic. I mean, I'm just, I'm happy that I even was able to purchase tickets today on Ticketmaster. Whoa! Are you, Whoa. Okay, right. you part of the Illuminati? Yeah, this, this guy, this guy knows where to be, when to be there. So you, you are the first person I've talked to that was actually able to get on t- Ticketmaster. And purchase tickets. You got through no problem. I did recon yesterday. Oh God! I'm like, look, I, I, I need these tickets. Look, the, the Eagles—they're going all the way. 
and I need to see him in my hometown. I can't pay for the Super Bowl, but I can pay for this at least. So what do I need to do to get through? You know, instead of going through the sales line, you go to customer service line. They actually can sell tickets to discretion. Wow. I went through two people. I, I hung up on them. This and guy's I got a, a fucking genius. That was able to put me through. And I'm literally counting down in her ear, 30, 29, 28, 27. <laughs> literally, the tickets going on sale. She's refreshing the page because as soon as 10 o'clock hit, it was already sold out. So, you know, she refreshed, refreshed, two tickets wind up, 222. Uh, row 25 I don't care. so is she your I'm date the for the game too or my, 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 so, my man so kyle how much did you drop on the tickets if you don't mind me asking uh, three three seventy for two wow wow this guy Se- section Damn. 220 is i think on uh StubHub they're about listed at 500 a piece and then once you kick it up for uh StubHub fees you're talking 12 1300 bucks for those seats so Awesome. That's that's pretty awesome. impressive, man. That's great work, Kyle. Thank you for calling uh, Fourth and John, tuning in, and uh, oh. hopefully, hopefully, we will see you at the tailgate, my friend. You got the tickets. The next step is to be at the tailgate, my friend. So we hope to see you there. Last phone yeah. call of the evening is our friend, who is there once again, Ooh. Mr. Puga. P for P. How are you doing today, my friend? Uh, guys, I am ecstatic. You, you said at the, the beginning of the show, we are sixty <laughs> minutes away. Football-wise, from losing our goddamn minds. Absolutely. And how, how, how much how much better does that get? I mean, obviously winning the game does, but, I mean, just thinking about it and being this close after, you know, the years of mediocrity that we've been going through since the last time we went through the, went to the NFC Championship, you know, it, it makes it a lot sweeter, I guess. You know what I mean? So, but uh, first of all, I just want to say uh, on behalf of uh, uh, Christopher and I, uh, thank you for taking us in again. Absolutely, and, and and making us family, mm-hmm. and doing a beer bong baptism is what my is my tradition to do at at the Fourth and John tailgate, and um, I I just can't explain how much fun I had the whole weekend. It was cold as fuck, but I had a good time. <laughs> well, we appreciate your support, Puga. Thank you, thank you so much once again for showing up to the Fourth and John tailgate. Jeffrey, you and I might have another little tradition, uh, maybe for next season, the Friday before game day. Oh, boy. Listen, we're not going to discuss it on air. Let's just put it this way. Let's just put it this way. We'll keep it in the back room. We'll keep it it in the bathroom. (laughs) Uh, uh, We hung out at Xfinity, and we had a lovely time, and then we went to Chickie and Pete's and had some crab fries. And called it a night. And called it a night. And, and, t- and tucked nice in night. at 8 o'clock, you know, said our prayers. Take yep. your milk and cookies. Drank yes, you did! Yeah. Yes, we did. And then went to bed. That, that, that'll, be, that'll be the uh, secret society of... Buy another God. one, you rich motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Lappy Tracker paid. We, 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 we are going to have to um, discuss off-air next year's Lappy Tracker bet. We're going to have to fit. we got plenty of time to do it. We're going to have to discuss next year's Lappy Tracker. We'll come up with something new. You know, we'll, we'll see what why? we can you, get a little creative here. No, gonna, no. He's, like he's going to get you a male dancer. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, It got weird. <laughs> All right. So uh, getting out of the weirdness, we're going to go around the league yes. with our boy now Hollywood Evan. Yes. Hollywood Evan. Take us around the league, buddy. All right. First story. Fourth and John. Um, 
intern, well, not intern, Evan Hearn goes Hollywood, and I'm sorry, no, I'm, 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 I'm making a joke about, about me being famous. Put him anyway, in the bedroom. Yeah, for real. All right, first thing I got is uh, Stefan Diggs, obviously, is the big play of the entire weekend, right? Yes, sir. Uh, the Hail Mary play. Uh, when you watched that, and at the end of the game, how did you feel? Did you want the Saints or the Vikings by the time you were done that game? Vikings. You wanted the Vikings no matter what? Vikings. I actually didn't care. I don't care. Bring anyone who in here. I don't care. We're playing our brand of football. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah, Gail's like Gail's a little little different than me. I I really wanted to see the Vikings because a veteran quarterback like Drew Brees, I said it earlier, will certainly car, carve you up. Um, taking a look at the way that defensive backfield gets is susceptible to double moves. They're going to exploit Kendricks. Kendricks and Kamara would have been a fucking nightmare. Uh, you've seen Kendricks struggle against shiftier uh, running backs coming out of the backfield. He especially. looked awesome this weekend, though. I mean, he was, he was chasing Tevin Coleman down on the edge. Now, now he was getting the edge, and I'd like to thank Steve Sarkeesian for coming out and calling the game for the Falcons for us. But I, I thought Kendricks played a hell of a game. I mean, uh, I mean he made some big plays, yeah. as did Graham on the edge, but... Minus a couple big runs by Tevin Coleman, they they had that bottled up with the backs there. I mean, they shut down uh, uh, Devontae Freeman too. Yep. What do you have? Thirty-six yards? Yeah, like seven yards or something like that. Ten carries for seven yards. Something ridiculous like that. Anyway, I I, I just didn't feel Keenum. like like this team was built for a shootout with the Saints. Like this team's built for a low-scoring game. Who's going to maximize their opportunities? Once upon a time, they could play like that. Like against the Los Angeles Rams, they could go toe-to-toe up and down the field. You score, I score, you score, I score, and always be in the game. That's not the way this team is currently constructed with Nick Foles, a quarterback. So when I take a look at the Minnesota Vikings, I take a look again at that run game. They can shut it down. Case Keenum throwing off the back of the foot. Like you said, Jeff, they can get after him. Uh, And then the defense, they just have to make enough plays. That's all. It might be a low-scoring game, but again, if you're watching the AFC Championship game, you know, let's go Jags because they're cut from the same cloth because I'm not sure we're built to get in the shoot one game at a time, but if they should so advance, I'm not sure they're built to get in the shootout with the New England Patriots. Go ahead, Ev. We'll go to the next thing then. Um, sticking with that same game, uh, there was someone, a cameraman that had caught Sean Payton uh, moments before that... Uh, that last second play to Diggs that was actually mocking Vikings fans in the stands. Really? Uh, right moments before that big play happened. Uh, do you think that's some karma that's just happened to rain down? Yeah, Gail, did you see that? No, yeah, I, heard, he was, I heard about it. He was doing the, the skull with the hands over his head and the clap. You know, that's everything is made such a big deal of these days. You know, I think the guy was emotional. He was caught up. He was ready. He was excited. And I'm sure... There were fans sitting behind him that were ribbing him the whole game, and he wanted to give a little back. Do I think it was karma? No. Yeah, but have, uh, you ever, have you ever seen a head coach like openly mock fans? Before? Maybe Jim Schwartz, probably. Yeah, I've, I've seen Jim Schwartz get a little yeah. testy with some of the that, some that, of the customers. Well, I'd rather hear mock fans and you know have bounties on players. You know. Yeah. 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 I, I, trade and, and exact, it was what it was, and that's exactly why. Jim Schwartz is not a head coach. By the way, Pat Shermer rumored to be the next yeah. head coach of the New York Giants. How do you all feel about that? Indifference. I, I'm not worried. Yeah. yeah, these guys are focused hey, on their shit. game at hand. Hey, yeah. shit. Uh, last thing, uh, I just want to talk about um, J- 
Jacksonville is still getting used to being successful right now. So mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey, after uh, winning the big game, going to the AFC Championship game, they got him on camera uh, with a microphone going, uh, we're going to the Super Bowl and we're going to win that bitch to an empty Jaguar stadium that all cleared out. Oh, really? They all so, cleared out? Yeah. So I, I just want to know, like, obviously that would never happen in Philadelphia. Like, if Malcolm Jen- Jenkins had something to say down on the field, that entire the entire crowd's going to stick around here. Listen, what? The, the, the Jaguars need to do everything they possibly can to fill seats in the sand. I got in it with some Jags fans on Twitter. They exist? Uh, they, I've they, never met one they, in my they, entire they, life. They, they I do. met one at the tailgate. Yeah, Lori. Lori is the only yeah. like Jags fan that we've ever yeah. interacted with in person. And when you take a look at that, you know, let's say the Bills versus uh, Jags game down there in Jacksonville, they were, you know, I, I put out a tweet that the Kansas City Chiefs hadn't sold out. The uh, the New Orleans Saints hadn't sold out, so on and so forth. And the Jags were giving away tickets. They were giving, a, and like Jags fans got all in their feels because they can't sell out their own home stadium, no matter what. That that stadium was a was a third Bills Mafia. That that was a third Bills fan. You saw all the crazy tailgate videos on Bleacher Report and Sports Illustrated. So let's not pretend Jaguars fan. Like, they got to do everything they possibly can to rev that team up and make that team marketable, despite the success they're having, to their own base. I I think they're on their way, though. I mean, I I think they've built a foundation with this defense. And I I love Jalen Rams. I think he's a phenomenal player. Guy could play safety, cornerback, and linebacker if he wanted to. And more he's, swag than anybody. Man. Yeah, he's super sassy, but it's all good. He's, he's. I mean, they, they're building something. Mm-hmm. They just might need a new quarterback. And but. a new fan base. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, they're living in college football world down yeah. there. And yeah. don't forget, they, have, they do host the world's largest outdoor cocktail party every year. Mm. When Florida plays Georgia. It's the freaking Catalina wine mix. <laughs> <laughs> isn't the Jacksonville Jaguar, isn't that the stadium with the uh, with the swimming pools built into the... In, Jacuzzi? Into, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, how, it up down So the, you know all the connect the dots, right, for this weekend? What's that? So Eagles lost in Jacksonville, oh, the yeah. Super Bowl against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's coming here, Super Bowl's in Minnesota. Jacksonville, the home of our... Most recent greatest defeat, going up to New England to win, and then we go on to Minnesota to beat Jacksonville. Oh. My brain's doing circles. Oh. 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 It's kind of like connecting the Nick Foles, Case Keenum, Sam Bradford dots, except oh. a little bit easier. So In the Memorial Jeff Fisher backup bowl? <laughs> I, I, I saw that. It's that the, base, crack, the, the that basic bowl. Yeah, the, the basic bowl. Listen, <laughs> I don't care how basic it gets. The Super Bowl can be the most basic Super Bowl ever. All I need is one. I mean, did you guys oh. see? Did you see that Zach Berman tweet about that whole I, thing? I, I, I yeah. love that tweet. I, do awesome. you have it? Eagles trade Nick Foles to to the Rams for Sam Bradford. Foles lost his job in St. Louis. Case Keenum takes over. Eagles draft Carson Wentz and trade Bradford to Minnesota. Vikings sign Keenum, who replaced injured Bradford. Foles returns to Philly, replaces injured Wentz, now Foles versus Keenum in the basic bowl. It's, it's almost like the Philadelphia sports media world. It's very tiny. Mm-hmm. It's very tiny. But these guys, I would encourage not to play nice in the sandbox. <laughs> you know what? Another round, I guess you would say, around the league thing. I'm not sure you guys saw it, but LaShawn McCoy and Jeremy Macklin mm, showed game. up. At the link. And then there was a video clip I saw right before I got here. Shady was coming out of his car. And then in the background, you would hear Eagles fans doing the Eagles chant. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. And then you hear McCoy bluntly say Eagles right after they did the chant. 
And yeah, how do you guys feel about that with McCoy and Macklin coming to the link? L- listen, all, they're welcome. They're yeah, welcome. McCoy misses his place. Oh, yeah, yeah no question. You, Maybe he'll come back. Bill's fan. I've, I've, I've grown a, uh, an affection for Bill's fans and, and, and what they go through and their passion despite not really having a storied franchise. Uh, I, 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 four, I, Super built... Bowls in, four Super Bowls in a row. Wilson isn't stored enough. I mean, that's, yeah. Man, yeah. that's tough. But you can't tell me you move from a market like Philadelphia up to Buffalo when it feels the same to you. It, have you, it just have you been, I've been there. I mean, those those guys are passionate. Their tailgates are awesome. I mm-hmm. was there, if you guys remember, the uh, Darwin Walker, <coughs> excuse me, mm-hmm. jumped off sides <laughs> at the end of the game when everyone knew they were doing snap counts in 2000. Oh, oh, and... oh, oh, oh. I have to correct you, my friend. I... That was <coughs> Jaquay Parker. Oh, Jaquay Parker. There you go. I got the errs at the end. It was mm-hmm. an err on my fault. Uh, but, yeah, I was there. They're, they're a great fan base, man. I mean, yeah. they're, they're working class people, and you actually get a lot of Canadians. That they're pretty nice folks. You know, yeah. They have a good time at the tailgate. They're, they're, they're pretty similar to a, to a fourth and John tailgate. They get rowdy, but they're really inviting to other other fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, their stadium is, is awful, though, but they got a great, <laughs> they got a great uh, roast beef sandwich in there. So Yeah, but just, but just going to the city of Buffalo, I mean, like, what? what, what you go to the Buffalo Chop House, you fly on Saturday night, go to the game Sunday, fly out after. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not a place you want to stick around. Let's put let's put it this way. Twitter questions with Philly Mike. We are up for the Twitter questions, sir. All right. Fire at will. All right, the first question is from at Force the Blame. He says, bigger matchup, Thielen and Diggs versus Darby and Mills, or our D line versus their O line? Our D line versus their O line because the matchup between Diggs and the Vikings wide receivers against our defensive backs isn't going to make a good golly bit of difference if Case Keenum is running for his life because Brandon Graham is, is you know breathing down his neck. And that's what they need to do. Jim Schwartz, listen, I would encourage you not only to rush the front four like you always do, but don't rely on it solely. Like, I'm still waiting for those safety blitzes. We, we saw it in preseason. We saw Malcolm Rodney. Jenkins. We saw that one last game, though. Yeah, Rodney McLeod. Uh, okay, but I'm waiting game to see. Changed. I'm waiting to see like a lot of blitzes, a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Honestly, like if this is the game, this is the game to do it. This yeah. is the game to do it. Yeah, I mean the, the, the offensive line. I, I really think they don't know what's coming. <laughs> they do not. <laughs> like I, I mean, I'm looking at their their lineup. Right? I mean, Riley Reef, Mike Remmers, Pat F, F- line. Joe Berger, Rashad Hill. I mean, they're. It's not like those aren't world beaters, and we're, we're too deep. <laughs> we're gonna bring the thunder. Yeah, they they don't have a guy on on the line like Lane Johnson, and they don't have a Stefan Wisniewski who's gonna get out in front of uh, in front of the running back JJ and level two guys going through. So. Or Brooks, something like Brooks. Yeah. Mm. You know, I I love the fact that we can leave. Brooks and Lane Johnson and singles on the outside and, and chip with Vitae or help out. So I, I think you win and die in the trenches of every game. I think our D-line just outmatches their offensive line way more than their wide receivers outmatch our cornerbacks. I think our corners can keep up. I think they're going to hold on to them long enough to create enough pressure to put Keenum on his ass. And what's the oldest adage in football? It's one in the trenches. It's one in the trenches. It's... I didn't want to be cliche. I wanted to say it, well, but I didn't want to be cliche. I'll, I'll, I'll do the corny cliche thing and say it. it is one in the trenches, and that's exactly what the Philadelphia Eagles are going to do Sunday. Next question, sir. All right, next question is from at KDorsey713. says, who, do you guys, who did you guys not see as much last week that you believe needs to step up this Sunday? I got it right here. I said it earlier. Alshon Jeffrey. I want to see more Alshon Jeffrey, man. We, we, he started to get hot, and I understand what you said about creating chemistry this late in the game, but we were able to introduce Jay Ajayi into a new offense halfway through the season. 
And I know it took a little bit for him to get for him to get going, but Alshon Jeffrey's been here the entire year. We can work some more plays for him in this playbook, and I think he's the impact player we need in order to get on top. Well, you saw that they stepped up those RPOs, and uh, yes. you know he's feel comfortable with those those slants. So I think Alshon Jeffrey's probably going to eat this week. Here's what the Eagles need to do to win. They need to win the turnover battle, and then they need to take advantage of said turnovers. Again, I think this is the game where you might see Case Keenum picked off two or three times. If you think about it, how comfortable would it be if any one of these wide receivers broke just Torrey Smith, I don't care, Nelson, any one of these guys broke that long passing play. That's what this offense is missing. That's what this offense is missing without Carson Wentz. Besides the mobility in the pocket is the is the vertical passing game. Yeah. Christ, if they just break one, just break one and get yeah. up by seven, long, deep pass, yeah. then you start leaning heavy on the run. I need any one of these wide receivers to give me that buck, buck 25 game. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I agree. I'd <clears throat> excuse me, love to see that, E, but you're not going to see that against the Vikings. That's just not their defense. I think you're going to see a steady dose of agility again. If you look at the flow of the game last week, the reason that the RPOs were open in the second half is because we were pounding them in the middle, pounding them in the middle, pounding them in the middle, in the middle, and then all of a sudden you saw the linebackers start to creep up, and that's what opened up Aguilar, and that's what opened up Jeffrey. I think at the end of the day, I think it was seven or eight receivers or different pass catchers that Foles had, and and I love that. Spread the ball, yes, you know, I, I, go to Jeffrey when yeah. you need that big catch, but but spread the ball, keep the defense honest. And let that ball go around to everyone and make them have to defend the whole field, as, as they say, versus just defending a guy, which is what won us the game uh, on, on Saturday. We defended the guy, and, and that's why we won. Well, I like it. The, the first play, you saw they went with the deep shot. So, I mean, just even even if they didn't catch it, they, they, they make the defense honest. And I think that was that was huge. Even though it was, it was a P.I., it was still huge. That was the homage to Andy Reid there, wasn't it? Play action on the opening play of the game. That's an Andy Reid staple. That was like, what, Washington? Yeah, it was Washington, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, if you remember correctly, when yeah. we were in Washington, we kind of got a little tip-off about what the first play, <laughs> first play was going to be through a credible source, and it was going deep to Torrey. And that seemed to yep. uh, seemed to be the same thing. Go ahead. Uh, stick with Andy Reid. Did you guys notice that it looked like he stole that, um, that one handoff to Nelson Aguilar? That was very reminiscent of the tight end handoff that Andy Reid played earlier this season. I'm not sure if you remember that, but that, that looked almost identical to me. Yeah. It looked straight out of Andy's book. Yeah, loved it, loved mm-hmm. it. All right, next question, sir. Oh, Lacey, I'm sorry, Lacey. Oh, that's okay. No, 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 go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm, so, I'm so used to the normal cast no, of characters. No, I know. That- that, that when somebody else comes into the studio, sometimes, you know. But go ahead, sweetheart. Um, I was going to say, it's not so much that I haven't seen him, um, but I would love to see more of Corey. Clement. Clement. Yeah. yeah. I really love him. And, you know, for those deep passes and stuff, I think he has the hands. Yeah. And I don't think he gets enough of a shot. He was a big help in the, in the screen game. Yeah. And, and he just comes up and makes plays, man. I mean, undrafted free agent, first year, shows no sign of nervousness been there done that it's a lot for a rookie yeah just quick point about Clement two huge catches and if you guys remember at the end of the game who was the running back taking the snap from Foles to get that five-yard game wasn't a Jaye wasn't blunt it was Clement so I thought that was a pretty pretty interesting thing to look at you know you have your vet you have your guy you went out and traded and it's an undrafted rookie free agent then in the biggest play of the game Doug trusted him with the ball excellent all right, we got another question from at Mac Attack, another tailgate veteran. He says, how many dog masks do you guys think will be at the game on Sunday? 
That's going to be an interesting thing because they, they sold completely out. I bought one on eBay and then quickly the next day got a message from the seller from eBay saying, uh, making an excuse that it got lost in the tracking or something like that. We're not going to be able to get you one. Uh, I know Amazon sold out. There's a lot of people that are going to have these dog masks. I, I, I believe like Connor Beastwin. Shout out to him. He, he, he might be sending me one. Oh, yeah. Hey. You know, I think he's got two. And I think, you know, he said to me that, that he's going to pop one in the mail. So hopefully I'll have one. We, we need at least one for the tailgate. I drove all around. <laughs> yeah, he, he drove all around. To Jersey. I was up in New York City. Look, and people looking at you like, really? You want a German Shepherd? Why just a German Shepherd? Because I'm an Eagles fan. <laughs> and listen, I, I, I think any dog mask is going to cut it. Like I was down before I went down to do the taping for the 700 level show. I did stop by Masquerade again, not necessarily for a dog mask, but my staff, the the beer bong staff that that broke. So I was looking for that because that's a common costume item. And that phone was ringing off the hook, and the owner was like goofing on people because I guess he was just sick of getting phone calls. He was like, "What do you need, dog? Oh, you're the first person to call. No, I don't have any. Why do you need a dog mask?" Oh, you're a Ravens fan? What? You like the Giants? Like, he was just goofing on people. And eventually, they took the phone off the hook. Oh, my God. Like, I have a picture. I have a picture of at the counter. They took the phone off the hook because it was ringing nonstop for people asking about these dog masks. I don't know how many we're going to see at the stadium. It's going to be a lot, though. All right, we got another question from our good friend, Brother Frank. He says, score prediction and one bold prediction for the game on Sunday. For me... 21-17 Eagles. It's going to be close. And I'm just going to say, Jai is going to have that 100-yard game and two-touchdown game. I'm going to say uh, – I'm, I'm sorry. Go for it. You got it. I'm going to go uh, – it's going to be a low-scoring game, boys. It's going to be a low-scoring game. I can see the Eagles putting up – I'm going to say it's going to be a lot of field goals. It's going to be an 18-9 to nine victory. Eight, 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 18 to, how do you get, that, do you get Six field goals? Six, wow. <laughs> Do, Are you high? <laughs> 20. 20. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my, what I wanted to get at is I, I think the Vikings aren't going to score a touchdown the entire game. I think the Eagles can get one, maybe two. 17-20 birds. Bold Be- prediction. Case Keenum, two interceptions and one fumble. And that's what seals the deal for the Minis- for the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC Championship game. Uh, I'm going 20-17 uh, Eagles. Oh, P- uh, Pukey wants to give a prediction. Pukey in the studio. He wants to give a prediction. Go ahead, sir. I'm going to say 23-16 Eagles. It will come down to the last five minutes of the game, and it's going to be a defensive struggle. The one bold prediction I'll, I'll, I'll make, Ajayi 15 rushes over 100 yards. Yeah, I got 20-10 birds and uh, 13 points scored by the offense, one touchdown by the defense. Case Keenum, either sack, fumble, score, for our defense, or he's going to throw a pick six, but I, I don't think this one's actually close. I no. think I, I think we're dominating them the whole way. I think they're just not ready for this yet, and we are. Seventeen to nine, your Philadelphia Eagles, and you will see Sam Bradford on the field. Woo! Oh! Trox knows. Trox knows. Trox bringing the prediction. I I like it. Real quick before you get to the next Twitter question, the thought just popped into my head of previously watching NFC Championship games and the celebration that happens afterwards. Like, guys, there is nothing like seeing your Philadelphia Eagles holding up a trophy 
on the way to the Super Bowl. We all remember Dawkins holding it up. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah! We remember that. We remember Andy Reid being asked if Terrell Owens was going to play. And Andy Reid bluntly and surprisingly said, oh, I think you will. Which shocked all of us there at the stadium. The confetti raining down and everything. The flip side to that is I've seen one too many NFC Championship games. Nobody wants to hear another team celebrating in your stadium. So please, everybody who's coming to the game, whatever you brought in the fourth quarter against the Falcons, turn it up to 11, multiply that by 10, be loud, be proud, and do not let these Minnesota Vikings celebrate in the center of Lincoln Financial Field. God, that, I, 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 I perish the thought. Don't do it. Allow your Philadelphia Eagles, in the most unlikely of scenarios, as you put it, Evan, raise that trophy up and go on to the Super Bowl. That would be amazing. Go ahead. I also want to give a quick shout out to my boy Trox for doing the pinata at the tailgate for my birthday. I greatly appreciate I know, I look like a freaking idiot. I know, but it was awesome. Did you use the tampon, though? Hell no. I don't know, but apparently there was a condom in the pinata. Puga took the condom that's uh, in the pinata. Yeah, there was chocolates uh, in there. P for P. Yeah, there P you for go. P. We got another Twitter question, sir. Yeah, we got another question from at Movies on the Rocks, our good boy Brent. Yes. You're, all right, here's the question. He said, what should I do about the erection I've had since Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. All right, listen. Uh, let's regroup here. Let's regroup. Um. <laughs> listen, the, you, you will hear it on the TV during the commercials. If you have an erection lasting longer, longer than, than four, four hours, hours, to call a doctor. However, it's been a few days now. <laughs> however, an eagle's erection yeah. lasting since Saturday. Don't put that bad boy down until we go to the Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> I want that thing stiff and erect and ready for action. Add attention. To- totally, Add- normal. To- totally normal. Totally normal. Totally normal. Na- thanks for the weird one. Brennan. <laughs> I got another question from at Lewis Toledo. He says, what do you guys think are the three keys for a Philly W on Sunday? What are the three keys? Uh, run the run football. The um, and it, it's the in- interior pressure. I always say it every week, but Fletcher Cox and Jernigan, it, it's where it's at. Um, and, the, and then the intensity. The Eagles need to win the turnover battle, all right, and they need to force turnovers. This defense oftentimes have, have allowed turnovers to come to them. They need to be proactive in creating that mayhem that would cause Case Keenum, as you said, Jeff, to throw off his back foot, loft a couple up, and allow our defensive backs to get after the ball, sack them, sack fumbles. They need to be proactive in getting the ball back from the Minnesota Vikings. I'll say it again. The wide receivers, listen, one of you guys, I don't care who it is, Torrey, Aguilar, Jeffrey, what? what Whatever, whoever it is, I need you to have a buck twenty-five. I need you to break one long. I need you to give this team a lead, uh, uh, give this team a lead that they can sit back on and feel comfortable running the ball with Blunt and Ajayi over and over and over again. And lastly, I just think Doug Peterson needs to have a clear mind and a good game plan and attack the Minnesota Vikings the same way they attacked the, the Atlanta Falcons. And not the, the last thing we need right now is a Doug Derp moment. You know what I mean? Smart game plan. Make it happen. I think they will. I think my one, one other one was uh, I need Nick Foles to play consistent. Yeah. If he has a consistent game, I mean, this, this is the best defense he's facing in his probably entire career. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's going to have to have a consistent game. Yeah. Just, just keep it simple, guys. Play a clean game. If you play a clean game at home, 
our our team as a whole overall, if you look position by position or unit by unit, we are better than the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. We're better on the field. We're better on the sidelines with our coaching staff. Keep it clean. No mistakes. Don't have that big penalty. Don't have that big turnover. Nick, if it's not there, you didn't do it last game, don't do it again this game. Just don't force it. You know, if you don't have a play, then just chuck the ball away or chuck it at the receiver's feet. But, again, I think, uh, you know, clean game. I think the receivers keep catching the ball. Veterans keep stepping up the way they have, and, and we're going to be fine here. Uh, with the Vikings secondary, um, I know I've been saying I want a lot of Alshon, but we are, like how we're going to be able to get the ball to him is the Eagles are going to have to have a strong run game. Uh, to start off the game, they got to establish the run. Uh, we touched on it earlier. Is them winning the winning in the trenches is going to be huge between our our defensive line and their offensive line. I think our offensive line could handle theirs, no problem. And uh, Nick Foles just needs to continue to play uh, mistake-free football. Absolutely, love it. Thank you for the Twitter questions, everybody that called in, uh, everybody that that tweeted in. Uh, last thing I want to touch on real quick is is the hey our show aired last night. Yes. Football hey. And uh, I have been paying very close attention to all the episodes of this show. By the way, our show will re-air, I believe, tonight on NBC. 11, SN at 11? It, so at, at midnight tonight, the episode is re-airing. If you haven't ca- caught it, you can catch it on demand as well. Take a look at it. DVR it. DVR it, yes. The, the Eagles uh, did an incredible job being active participants in this particular totally. episode. Totally. And if you take a look at the Giants episode that aired prior to it, which was an absolute snooze fest, <laughs> they were uh, they were talking to, the, what was it, the Scarf Soldiers? Scarf Who the soldiers? fuck is this asshole? Exactly. <laughs> and then, and then you, you invite Darren over to watch you get your hair done. Landon Collins got his hair done. And then they were, no, making, then they were making cupcakes or something like that. The, it was such a stark contrast between the Giants one and the Eagles one. And they did cut, you know, a couple scenes. They did cut the boat scene a little short. But when you look yeah. at the quality of the guests that they had, David Akers, Doug Peterson, Vince Papali, Brian. Jeff Lurie. That Jeff Lurie, that Brian Dawkins segment, man. Oh, you got, got hyped up. Oh, dude. When, when he's talking about the visor, because Darren McMullen's like, oh, it, it must be all in your eyes, right? Because you don't tra- talk, trash talk. He's like, you can't see my eyes. All you can see is my smile. And, it, and, it, and he does it. And he stares down McMullen. And it's like... Yeah, a little bit. It was a little bit. And, and when I was talking to Darren, like during uh, what, during his visit here <clears throat> in Philadelphia, the one thing he talked about was that, that Brian Dawkins thing. He was like, "Dude, I talked to this guy, and he's talking about going out of the tunnel and his mindset as he's going through it and the emotions." And all of a sudden, he's like, "You can see it in his eyes. It's like he was there, you know, just running out of that tunnel yesterday. All the emotion and that Weapon X character. I think Brian Dawkins. Listen, we did a good job, but I think Brian Dawkins sealed, sealed it. Okay. Sealed it. Just like just like this fan base and this whole organization, they went went all in on yeah. the episode. They they gave it their all, and the mm-hmm. fans gave it their all, and Dawkins sold it. Absolutely. And and the one point that we made to Darren on the boat that didn't make the scene is that, and it, and it kind of goes along with the theme earlier in this program, that Philadelphia is one of the most culturally diverse cities in America. Yep. And we don't have trophies to show you. I'm sure every other city that he went to, the first thing they did is invite him into their uh, headquarters and Check show them trophy a trophy case. case with some nice shiny silver trophies and i didn't have trophies to show him but what i did have the opportunity to show him were people because it doesn't matter your age 
your race, black or white, your gender, male or female. When you put on those colors, you are family. So I said to him, wouldn't you rather experience a Super Bowl for the first time with a fan base that's celebrating it for the first time? Because I guarantee it, a Super Bowl to us means more than it would to anybody else in the entire country. And because it means more to us than anybody else in the entire country, that's what makes us family. That's what gives us hope. It's the, it's the thought of hope and bringing people together that, uh, that is amazing. And I think that was reflected in that entire episode of Football Fanatic. Again, you can catch it. And it, lived, it lives two hours away. So he can make that trip down to Philly. So listen, him, him, him and I. Scotland's a, only two him, hours away. Him and I had a little, <laughs> him and I had a little conversation after the episode, and if the Eagles should make the Super Bowl, you might see Darren McMullen with us, possibly celebrating if we should so win. It's lit. Uh, tailgate. Uh, the lots confirmed open up at uh, ten forty. All right. Parking lot F one. No cut in the line. Line, no no cutting line, cut line trucks. No cut. No cutting in line. Uh, be there bright and early. Be ready to be loud. Be ready to get your drink on. Be ready to get your party on. Biggest once tailgate again, ever. Biggest tailgate ever. Once again, when you wear those colors, you are family and you are welcome at the Fourth and John tailgate. You never know what's gonna happen. Sixty football minutes away from the Super Bowl. Bring all that energy, bring all that fire to the link, and we're going to do it right here, right now, just like we taught Darren McMullen on the boat. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Eagles football? We're talking Eagles football. You're listening to Fourth and John. Wait, what the f is a John anyway? <laughs> Who the fuck is this asshole? I'm gonna give you to the count of ten to get your ugly, yellow, no good keister off my property. Aye, aye, aye. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The motherfucking, uh, uh, down, ham, uh, uh, fucking. Who the fuck is this asshole? It's game o'clock, motherfuckers! This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.